Welcome to the Get Your Health Together podcast, your go-to source for optimizing your metabolism, hormones, and results, plus a little tough love along the way. I'm your host, Lexi Swearingen, a holistic online health and fitness coach for women who want to understand the why behind their transformation while also living in the moment. I'm here to bridge the gap between macros and mindful eating, and have helped hundreds of women achieve their physique goals while also prioritizing optimal health. Now it's your turn. It's time to get your health together. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Get Your Health Together podcast. This episode is part two of my little reverse dieting series. And what we are going to be talking about today are major misconceptions that I'm seeing about reverse dieting. Um, So it's going to be a good one. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go ahead and go back and do that before you really jump into this episode. That's going to give you a much better base knowledge around what reverse diets are, who they're for, how you do them, um, just kind of the basic understanding to then take these misconceptions and understand them a little bit better. So today's episode is super, super important because like I was kind of mentioning last week as well, reverse diets are just a very hot topic on social media. And I honestly think that they have been glamorized a little bit. And along with that has come some really misaligned expectations for the goal of a reverse diet, like why we're even doing it, and just the potential results that you're going to get and what you can expect as far as like physique and health. Um, So today I'm really here to try and set the record straight and hopefully provide you with some clarity as much as I possibly can because honestly reverse diets are very person dependent, Um, but trying to provide you with some clarity on what you can expect. So let's just dive right in here. Um, First things first, and honestly, most importantly, the purpose of a reverse diet is not weight loss, okay? So say it again with me. The purpose of a reverse diet is not weight loss. I see this being pushed all over social media. Eat more, be thinner. Eat more, see the scale go down. Eat more, weigh less. And yes, like sometimes we can see this happen. I'll talk more about that in a second. But the goals of a reverse diet are not tied to the scale at that moment. Maybe they're tied to your future on the scale. And I talk about this a lot, reverse dieting being a stepping stone. So if you're already under eating, you might need to eat more and readapt those maintenance calories before you can go into a cut and lose weight. But in that moment, doing the reverse diet, the goal has nothing to do with the scale. Um, I hope that makes sense. With that said, yes, you might see some people lose weight temporarily. Um, Some might maintain their weight and and some people might gain weight. Um, So let's kind of talk first about why you might lose weight in a reverse diet or why you might see people talking about this or posting it. Number one, literally the number one reason is you weren't actually under eating as much as you thought you were before. (laughs) So like I see this happen with a ton of my clients and a lot of coaches who post like they eat more, but look at they're they're so much thinner. They've lost so much body fat. I think most of those clients fall into this category where we have women who come to us, me as a coach, I have women who come to me and say, hey, Lexi, like I'm only eating 1400 calories a day and I'm not losing weight. Um, 
like I'm my metabolism is screwed. I'm I'm stuck at these low calories and I'm not losing weight. And then I have them do a food journal for me or kind of we get into things and I realize like yes, maybe this person is trying to undereat during the week or they are actively undereating during the week, but then their weekends are just out of control and they're doing like 10 drinks and going out to brunch and eating out for every meal and getting drunk pizza and like all of those types of things. So it's like, okay, yes, maybe you have some low calorie days Monday through Thursday, but then like Friday through Sunday, it's a whole different story and you're pushing 3000 plus. So like when you average those out during the duration of the week, seven days, you're actually eating quite a bit more than you think you are. Um, So then you put this client on an 1800 calorie diet or even, you know, something like that, trying to get them up from this 1400 they claim they're eating. And that 1800 calorie diet is actually a deficit because now their weekends are more in check and they feel like they're eating so much more because <laughs> they're not mentally like trying to restrict themselves all week long. So they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm eating so much more and I'm losing weight. But the reality is like they just got consistent. And on top of getting consistent and that maybe being a deficit, like their body's also just a lot happier. Their digestive system is probably a lot happier because they aren't going so yo-yo mode all week long. So I hope that makes sense. Reason number one, someone might lose weight in a reverse diet is because they're not really actually reverse dieting. They were already just eating more than they thought. Um, Number two, you're moving more. So you have that extra fuel in your body. Say you actually were under eating or you were in a diet. And with that extra food, maybe you just have a higher NEAT. So this is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Your NEAT are the calories you burn on those leisurely walks with your dog or even like twiddling your thumbs or talking with your hands, stuff that is kind of like your subconscious NEAT. And then you have your intentional NEAT like taking walks and stuff like that. So when you're eating more food, um, your subconscious NEAT, like talking with your hands, even things like facial expressions might increase because your body's like, hey, I have more fuel and I don't need to conserve energy so much anymore. Um, You also might just be a little bit more motivated, a little bit more motivated to get up off the couch and vacuum your living room floor. I mean, that's movement. A little more motivated to get out and take a walk or whatever it is. So you're probably moving a bit more. And then also with that extra fuel, you know, you might be training harder. So your training sessions, your lifting sessions, you might be pushing yourself just a little bit harder and generally having more energy expenditure, even though you have a higher intake. So that can be the reason why someone would lose a little bit of weight on a reverse. Um, Lowered stress as a third option. So sometimes more food for someone who has been chronically under eating or in a diet um, can actually decrease stress and we'll see some inflammation drop due to cortisol lowering. So that can be another reason why someone might lose a little bit of weight or um, might just like look a little tighter, a little leaner when they first start reversing. And then number four, I just want to kind of point out again that a reverse, like is technically still a deficit, right? So if your maintenance calories is somewhere around 2000 and you're eating 1600 calories in a diet and you jump your calories up to 1700 or 1750 or something, well, you're technically still in a deficit. You know, you technically might still be losing a little bit of weight, especially if you are increasing your calories like 
insanely slowly, (laughs) you're still spending that time in a deficit. So you might still be losing a little bit of weight. Um, With that said, the type of client that it is, the type of person you are, um, and, and why you're in a reverse is also going to make a difference in terms of like how your body responds. So in the last episode, I talked about those like two common client avatars that will go through a reverse and someone, number one, who's chronically under eating, like you're probably going through a health phase at this point. You need to restore your hormonal function. You need to restore your metabolic function. You might gain a little bit of weight, frankly, you know, if you're coming from a history of a diet like Octavia or something like that, where you're just truly drastically under eating and you might need to gain that weight. Like that might just be a prerequisite for you ever losing weight or you ever getting healthy again. Whereas someone who was just in a dieting phase to change their body composition and did so in a healthful and intentional way, their goal of a reverse diet is probably to like maintain their weight or mitigate body fat gain while eating more. So Everyone's in a little bit of a different kind of boat when it comes to reverse dieting, but I hope that makes sense. And just remember, the major misconception here is that the purpose of reverse dieting is not to lose weight. The purpose of reverse dieting is to restore your caloric intake to an appropriate maintenance level that keeps you healthy and allows you to live your freaking life. So that's the goal, um, despite what you see all over social media. Um, And also, I want to point out, like, I I've probably highlighted this with my clients before, and I don't blame coaches for doing it at all. I mean, I think it's great to see. And I was a person like this once too, where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm yo-yo dieting. I'm eating 1200 calories during the week or trying to eat as little as possible. And oh my gosh, I'm not losing weight and I don't look good. And now I'm like, cool. Now I eat 2000 calories a day and I maintain my weight and I feel like I look great and I feel so much healthier. So like, I'm a prime example of like, hey, I eat more and I I look leaner. So, you know, it's not a bad thing. I just think it helps to have a little bit of background information there. Um, Second misconception is that everybody needs a reverse diet right away. Um, I think it's become kind of this like one size fits all band-aid approach for coaches. And don't get me wrong, like many clients who come to me do need a reverse diet or they just need kind of that first point that I talked about before where you just need to get more consistent. That's the case for honestly most people. Um, But sometimes you do need that reverse diet. And number one, like I said, you might already be overeating. You just need to kind of strive for consistency. Number two, it's possible that maybe you're someone dealing with like insulin resistance, blood sugar dysregulation. You actually don't need to push calories up, you know? Um, If someone comes to me, and again, it would maybe take like lab results to confirm this, but if you have high blood sugar or you've had high blood sugar on like recent labs with your doctor or anything like that, you know, you probably don't need to just push your food up. Um, You need to manage that or like add more activity or or something like that. So in that case, you probably wouldn't need a reverse diet, Um, potential gut issues. So there's definitely gut issues that can come to be from under eating and the results of that, you know, under eating can create constipation, which can then cause gut issues like SIBO or something like that. Um, but there are potentials where you have gut issues and adding more food is just kind of like adding 
fuel to the fire. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're not going to starve anyone with gut issues, but it might not be the time to push food super high and just add a bigger burden to the GI system. Like there might be some things to work on food quality, for instance, or fix before you really start pushing food up. Um, with that said, right after I say not everyone needs a reverse diet right away, I'm also going to say post diet, a reverse is not optional. Like it's just not, um, especially if you're someone who had to go pretty low with your deficit. You had to take that deficit a little bit deeper to really get your optimal body composition that you wanted. So again, this is why I talk about this in the last episode, but it's why I coach the way that I do. And I really try to push my clients into like an optimization phase, a a little bit of a maintenance phase pre-deficit or pre-diet. It's going to give you so much more peace of mind when you're coming out of that deficit, you're coming out of that diet phase because you know like, hey, I was maintaining my weight on X amount of calories before and I can go back to that or close to it and I'll still be maintaining my weight. Whereas if you just jump right into slashing your calories down, jump right into the diet, then it's a little bit more scary to come out of your dieting phase and enter that reverse and eat more food. And I talk about this in the last episode as well, but like it's, it really, it's not optional and listen to episode one if you need to remember like why we do a reverse diet, but you're going to get yourself into trouble if you cut your calories down to 1,600, 1,500, whatever, and you lose the weight you want, and then you just stay there forever. Like that is going to cause you problems. So reversing out of a dieting phase, it's not optional. Um, Okay. Number four. I think we're on number four. (laughs) I don't even remember. Number four, you need to hit the number that your calorie calculator is telling you. That's the misconception. The misconception is that you need to hit this number that like the calorie calculator is telling you should be your maintenance, okay? That is like a projected maintenance. It's a good point of reference. So like if I did a calorie calculator right now and I said, hey, I'm 5'7 and I'm 140 pounds and I work out three times a week and I walk 10K steps a day, whatever, I do moderate activity, um, it's going to spit out at me like your maintenance is 2,300 calories. Well, okay. That's a good kind of like milestone in my head where it's like, Hey, I might want to shoot for this, but it's possible that someone's might be a little bit higher or someone's might be a little bit lower. You know, um, ultimately like you're going to reverse based on what your body is telling you. And that's why I say this is so person dependent. Um, you, some people might be able to maintain higher and some might be able to maintain lower. So quick one there. Number five is that you need to go at a freaking snail's pace. Okay. Um, reverse dieting. I think the idea of it has changed a little bit too over the past couple of years. I think this is kind of a big one that has shifted is in the past. And, you know, some people still do it this way. And I think there's a time and place, but it's like, we need to reverse diet. Like, insanely slow. Like let's add 20 calories a week or like 40 calories a week or whatever it is. Um, and realistically, like you don't need to go that slow. So the speed of a reverse is a question that I get all the time. How long will I have to do this? How long should it take to do this? Um, and it just, it 100% 
depends. You know, there's, I can't just tell you like, you should reverse for four weeks. You should reverse for 12 weeks. It totally depends on the way that your body is responding. And that is going to be the determining factor in your reverse, your body. You know, this is why coaching is so important for the weekly touch points versus me just being like, hey, this is what you do. Because frankly, I don't freaking know. (laughs) I can't tell you how many people have popped into my DMs and been like, I think I need a reverse diet, but like, what should I do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can't sit here and tell you, okay, over these next 12 weeks, I want you to increase your calories from 1,600 to 2,300. Like, I would just be pulling that out of my ass, frankly. The point of coaching and why it's so important is because maybe I have a client who is finishing a diet. She's at 1,600 calories and, you know, we bump her calories up to 1,800 out of the diet. I want to see how did she feel that week, you know? Was, how was her appetite? How was her hunger cues? Did the scale go up? You know, how does she look in her photographs? That is going to determine for me, does she need another calorie increase? Like, is she hungry? Is she looking leaner? Is she feeling great? Like, if that's the case, like, yes, let's bump those calories again. You know what I mean? Whereas if I was just like, okay, like, here you go. This is what you're going to try and do. I would have no idea what her body was doing and it would be very hard to make those incremental changes. So whenever, if if you're listening to this and you're like, <laughs> I've messaged her in the DMs and asked about a reverse diet, I'm not trying to like gatekeep reverse diets or anything like that. It It truly is just dependent on your body and a lot of things with coaching, fat loss phases, reverse diets. Um, and even a lot of my clients can attest to this. They'll be like, okay, so we're going into a dieting phase or we're going into a reverse dieting phase. Like, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, I don't know. Here are all the different factors that I'll be thinking about every single week when I make decisions about adjusting your macros or not adjusting your macros or implementing new habits. Um, like, these are the things I'll be thinking about. So even with my own clients, that's kind of like the conversation that happens. So Anyways, um, I've seen people do the do the method where they're adding like 20 calories a week, like 40 calories a week. And I don't really honestly think that it is necessary to go that freaking slow. I mean, if you think about like 40 calories, 50 calories, that's like a that's like a bite of food. That's like nothing. Um, and it and it just takes forever, which, like I mentioned before, um, the goal is of a reverse diet is to get you out of that deficit and into maintenance. So if it's taking you know, a year, (laughs) not really, but like if it's taking all this time, you're still kind of letting your body sit at a really low calorie intake for all this additional time that is like your reverse diet. Um, So the goal of the reverse diet is to get out of the deficit and to live at maintenance, right? So we don't want to just take our, take our reverse at this absolute snail's pace. Um, I've also seen people say like, okay, I just finished my diet and now I'm going to just jump right back into my maintenance and I'm not going to like ease through it or like take it slow at all. I'm just going to say like, okay, I was dieting here and like now I want to be here. I'm dieting at 1600 and my projected maintenance is 2100. So I'm going right back up. Um, I typically live somewhere in between. Like I think that People typically have a better comfort level with this if they just know that their maintenance calories were whatever previously 
to doing previous to doing the diet. So again, this is why I try to do the maintenance phase, the optimization phase for my clients. So when they come out of the diet, they know like, Hey, I was maintaining at 2,100 calories before I went into this diet. And yeah, maybe my body is a little bit smaller now because I've lost 20 pounds or whatever, but I know that I can probably maintain pretty, pretty darn close to that. And it's a little bit less scary to make bigger jumps. Whereas if you're coming from a place of chronically under eating or you don't know where your maintenance is, you are a little bit more like experimental and just taking it slow because you don't have that confidence level and you really just are kind of listening to your body throughout the process. So again, misconception here is that you need to go at an absolute snail's pace. You don't. The goal is to get out of the deficit. So you want to make sure that you're making moves to do that. But you also don't need to jump, you know, right from the deficit to this projected maintenance calories. There's probably an in-between where maybe you make a bigger jump right off the bat and then you can kind of do small increases from there and just see what happens and like test the waters a little bit. Um, Last but not least, it is not just an excuse to like eat garbage. (laughs) Like just saying, oh, I'm in a reverse diet or I'm in a maintenance phase or I'm in a build or whatever. Sure, you have might you might have more calories. You might have a bigger calorie budget, um, which means you might have a little bit more room for that fun food. It might be easier to fit it in. But reverse dieting and eating more, like it also gives you a, a bigger opportunity for getting your micronutrients in. It makes them easier to get in. It makes it easier to get more of them in, which as I talk about in my very first podcast episode, your body thrives on micronutrients and they control and are a huge asset to so many of your systems. So I really challenge you to not use the extra fuel in a reverse diet or a maintenance phase as just like you know, a chance to eat cookies and chips and ice cream all the time and really think like, how can I use this extra food to support and nourish my body and give it what it needs? Because that's a great, you know, that's a great opportunity. And I also promise you this, um, you're eating more food and you will look better if you eat higher nutrient dense food, whole food, um, versus like a bunch of packaged ingredients, you'll deal with, you know, bloating and a little puffiness and whatever might come with that. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, a reverse diet, a maintenance phase, a build is not your permission slip to just eat like shit. (laughs) I mean, of course, have the occasional thing, you know, I'm all about that, but not all the time. Um, and then some tips, you know, when you're getting those extra calories added back in, fill your carbs with oats, potatoes, fruit, you know, things like that butternut squash is a great one. Um, and then for fats, you know, oil, do some olive oil, um, egg yolks, you know, instead of doing all egg whites, add back in some, some whole eggs. Avocado is great. Um, nuts and seeds are awesome to add, you know, put some of those on your salad. So those are some of my tips for reverse dieting in a way where you're still using those extra calories to nourish your body and you're not just going going wild on some cookies. Um, But in general, those are kind of my biggest misconceptions about reverse dieting. I hope that this provided you with some insight and is going to help you navigate the confusion of going through one, determine if you need one, uh, how to do it right, 
how to not do it wrong. And definitely never hesitate to shoot me a DM if you do have questions or you are someone who thinks that they might need this and wants the guidance, or you're just someone who wants to learn more about nutritional periodization in general and wants to take that strategic approach with your goals so that you do have that long-term success and sustainability with what you're trying to do. So thanks for being here. Um, Give me some feedback. Let me know if you liked the episode. Share it on social media if you listened. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Get Your Health Together podcast. I hope you enjoyed it along with some steps and sun. If you love the episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or tag me on Instagram. And if you have a question, never hesitate to shoot me a DM. See you next time.